Welcome to the long and short of the week ahead, a production of Horizon SLJ Capital that takes a look at the macroeconomic themes of the week ahead and has been recorded for professional investors. My name is Matt Jones, Head of Distribution for Horizon SLJ Capital, and I'm joined by Neil Staines, Senior Portfolio Manager. Welcome, Neil. Hi, Matt. So I think it's fair to say, looking to the week ahead, it's going to be quite a big week for macroeconomic events and data. So I think really, without further ado, Neil, what is it that you've got your eye on in the week ahead? Absolutely. Thanks very much, Matt. And I think, you know, uh, the, the most significant event over recent weeks was the June FOMC uh, and the hawkish pivot from the Fed that essentially has changed the backdrop a little bit, certainly from a foreign exchange perspective. We saw what was a surprise relative to the consensus view, uh, and that is that the Fed is intentionally behind the curve, uh, a surprise relative to a previous Fed narrative. But for us, not a surprise relative to the data or the U.S. growth backdrop. But this week, we get the minutes from that meeting. Uh, they're going to be very closely scrutinized for consistency uh, with the market's response at the time. And, uh, you know, the, the, the more hawkish narrative, not just the dots, you know, upgraded growth forecasts and rate expectations going forward, but also, you know, the press conference where Powell was notably more confident about the economy. Uh, that is in stark contrast to uh, some of his predecessors where any positive news was uh, played down in some press conferences. So, you know, we think that we may uh, have got to the point of sensitivity on inflation for uh, the, the Fed and the FOMC, certainly, um, you know, significantly above target. And even in the context of uh, the new flexible average inflation targeting framework, it certainly intensified the focus on the Fed's reaction function. So inflation and any uh, narrative around uh, achieving or the period at which they expect to achieve uh, on the labor market goals as well. Uh, you know, going forward, substantial further progress on inflation is arguably met, and we see the focus shifting towards the macro data and in particular labor market data. Uh, and this whole debate, if you will, intensifies market focus on the dollar and the upside case that we have made for a long time uh, certainly uh, seems to have played out in the near term uh, and we continue to like that. On Monday, uh, we get the services PMIs globally. Now, in the developed markets, last week, uh, we saw a slight moderation in the manufacturing PMIs, but still very strong levels. Uh, some kind of plateauing at, at, at decent levels. In emerging markets, however, there were some signs of a resurgence of COVID waves that appeared to impact sentiment in this regard. And this divergence uh, may be more pronounced in the service sector. On Tuesday, we get Germans LEW. Uh, and after some signs of, uh, you know, tentative signs, we'll say that Germany's inflation has peaked. I think there is a, a wider sense that this could shift the focus of ECB policy, now, particularly in relation to where we are in the US, where policy seems to be being drawn forward and a more hawkish Fed. Now, we may be in a scenario where we could even see a topping out of inflation pressures in the near term weighing on the ECB's narrative and more of a focus on the inflation shortfall that we see at the forecast horizon, which would indeed argue for a further accommodation. You know, it's interesting to see how this plays out in terms of uh, German business expectations in, uh, in the ZEW in this week, particularly, you know, has the rebound in growth momentum also 
peaked for this point, and that has particular interest in, in context of a more muted China slowdown, a core export market. Tuesday also sees uh, the RBA meet, and uh, of late we've seen stronger economic data, uh, and that has led the market to begin to price in rate hikes around the boundary of the yield curve control guidance area at that three-year point. Now, this is very interesting because it likely puts a lot of pressure on the uh, RBA to respond to this kind of Fed hawkishness uh, and either maintain or pull back from their commitment to maintaining rates at 0.1% out to three years. And then finally, in the UK, we get monthly GDP next week on Friday. And after a huge 2.3% month-on-month reading in April, we're expecting a 1.9% number in May. This is shaping up for an incredibly strong Q2. Perhaps further progress from the England team in the Euros could realise the departing Bank of England chief economist Andy Haldane's prophecy of a dangerous moment for inflation. Thank you, Neil. Um, I think outside of inflation and uh, looking to the weekend uh, and sporting activities, I think there's certainly room for some dangerous moments there too. What in particular have you got your eye on uh, over the weekend? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be another fascinating weekend, certainly from a sporting perspective. The start of the Lions Tour of South Africa in the rugby, that should be a fascinating affair for, for a number of weeks to come. I don't know if I'm supposed to be impartial or not, but uh, come on, England, uh, as the uh, quarterfinals of the Euro Championships get underway this weekend. We also have the Austrian Grand Prix and Verstappen looking very good in the early practices. That's going to put a lot of pressure on Lewis Hamilton. And finally, Wimbledon middle weekend uh, uh, with far more Brits uh, than we usually get. Thank you, Neil. I think given the circumstances, you can be as impartial as you like. Thank you for joining us once again and outlining your thoughts on the week ahead. Thank you for joining us for the long and short of the week ahead. Further insights are available on our website, horizonsljcapital.com forward slash insights. We look forward to you joining us again next week for more insights into macroeconomic events and the long and short of the week ahead.